Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Thursday, October 12th, 2023, and this is 138 of the show. And the show that was meant to be out on Monday. I just spent three days going through a tech nightmare over the internet, and everything was down for about three days. It was frustratingly, maddeningly crazy going on things around here. Today is a unique show that went out several weeks ago via the Madness Comic Network. More on that in a minute. I do want to release more videos on YouTube and do more live shows. But I don't have the time to manage all these things. I haven't figured out how to clone myself. So, Pasta and Zan over on the Madness Network graciously hosted the show and did all the behind the scenes stuff. Now, the Madness Comic Network is a very cool project that takes other comic book related shows that other people do and adds them to his network. I believe it, at last count there was like 50 shows that alternate throughout the week and the month. Pops is also running a Kickstarter campaign to take the madness and put it onto the Roku platform. All those regular shows will then be available on that Roku, allowing new fans to discover these shows and discover new types of comic books. I love the idea. And that show, Pops on the show a few weeks ago talking about that Kickstarter. You can find a link in the show notes. It's such a unique thing that they got going on there. Now, for this one live show that we did, the topic was how to run a successful Kickstarter campaign. And I had Carissa Grant, who has a Kickstarter going on now, and John Dexter, who also has an active Kickstarter campaign. You can find both their things in the show notes. I was surprised with how the show went because both didn't gloss over things. Running the campaigns are tough, and if you listen to it, you can see why. And I get that. I do a lot of Kickstarters. These people put so much in themselves that I want to do what I can to support the project. I think it makes for a fantastic show for both those who are thinking about launching a campaign and for fans who are into comic books to pay attention to more Kickstarter campaigns. There's so many cool things going on. There are so many fantastic projects. I could do a whole show and not run out of gas to bring it to the podcast. Before we get on to the show, I want to make a comment about the unbalance of the show. I've run multiple shows in a row. I covered a lot of Kickstarter campaigns. It wasn't my intention. This judge got a little wonky in my end, including shows where I taped one day and had them up on the next. I do try to mix things up, but sometimes life happens. Next thing, next week, things return to a little bit more balanced and a little more normal as I kick off the rest of October celebrating the spooky season. I have a great guest lined up to start that spooky season. Hope you have some fun. Hope you can check it all out, see what we got going. If you're new to this podcast, thanks for checking it out. I hope you continue to sample the show. Look at the show notes, follow the podcast on social media, subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. It's so important for the podcast to continue to grow, for any creators in the Kickstarter, and for you, the fans, because I want to keep introducing you fans to a different way of reading and discovering fantastically fabulous comic books. Now, on to today's show. Oh, shoot. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to shut that. I almost, I, almost, I almost knocked you off the whole thing. Um, okay, stop. I'll stop recording, okay? Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast done in conjunction with 
the Madness Comic Network of Pops Van Zandt. He is doing the behind-the-scenes work today. We're running this live on YouTube, and then the video will be pulled and audio will be pulled for the podcast itself. Today, we're doing a how to run a successful Kickstarter campaign on the podcast. I've probably covered about two dozen or so podcasts on Kickstarters. This time around, I have, for this uh, special thing, I have two people. I have Carissa Grant from Worthy Chaos, and I have John Dexter, who has done Dime Store Detective and Alpha Dogs. John, you have a campaign going on first. Briefly tell us a little bit about your campaign and yourself, and then we'll go right on over to Carissa. Yeah, so um, my new comic, Dime Store Detective, issues one through three, launches on uh, Wednesday. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's if you like noir, if you like supernatural stories, I kind of best describe it as Stephen King's It meets True Detective. Um, it's about this detective that comes upon the murder scene of uh, this latest victim of a serial killer. She's left in this Christ-like pose over the burial grounds. The detective's father and uncle buried multiple bodies 40 years ago when they were involved with this moonshine war. Um, the story spans 40 years we kind of go back and forth um to where the detective is eight years old and his family is involved with this dixie mafia who comes in and tries to move the family out of their business that they've been making moonshine for over four generations um and in issue two the uncle and um the dad end up inadvertently releasing this evil entity that has been locked away in the Appalachian Mountains for hundreds of years. And in the present, the detective somehow figures out without giving too much away that this evil entity has returned. So it's got a lot of mystery to it, a lot of supernatural elements to it. If you like the hard-boiled fiction stories, then, uh, then I think you'll really enjoy it. Carissa, you just wrapped up your latest Kickstarter campaign. You're in pre-launch for your next one for Worthy Chaos. Tell us a little bit about your projects and what you got going on. Ah, uh, so and we, a... we remember this is short form, Carissa. We don't have all night. To... <laughs> uh, you know, it's always good to be reminded of that. Um, so I have uh, Worthy Chaos Redemption uh, issue six just wrapped up, which is uh, the wrapped up the small clotters fight of them fighting vampires. And now we're on issue seven, which launches uh, Tuesday, October 3rd, right here on the Madness channel on Lori's show, Tuesday show. And um, it's pretty much Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Supernatural in Silent Hill with Resident Evil and Good Omens thrown in. And um, it has to do uh, survival horror between um, heaven and hell attacking both uh, my main characters, uh, angel descendant Serafina and demon descendant Draven. And in this issue, it's the last one of book one. And we'll, we'll have all of one through seven issues there available and, or just issue one if you want. And it answers a lot of the questions and brings up tons more. So... There's that. And the best way to find me is just searching Worthy Chaos on um, uh, Kickstarter, where the only thing that pops up. So it's the simplest thing to find. One of the questions I usually ask everybody when they do a Kickstarter, and I ask you both, is how do you, what's your advice for a successful Kickstarter campaign? 
And I want you guys, I'm going to let you go first, Chris. I want you really to kind of like give me a deep answer instead of just, you know, a superficial answer. Carissa, I'm putting you on the spot. You get to go first. I don't have a deep answer. My answer is doing podcasts until you're freaking numb. <laughs> that's the only way I know how to do it. And that's the only way I do it. Uh, posting on social media, um, cross promoting with other people, backing others and they back yours, uh, being in chats, uh, having conversations with people that aren't just about your um, Kickstarter, you know, um, become friends with other creators and um, lots and lots of podcasts. By the end of the year, I would have done at least 134 podcasts. So, John, how about you? What's your advice? Could you? Yeah, that's, that's that's quite a bit of podcasts. Yeah. <clears throat> Go on. Yeah, I'm, I I do a decent amount, but nowhere near that. Um, well. <clears throat> My opinion is kind of like it's it's not so much you're kind of selling yourself as much as you're selling your comic, and I've found that really reaching out and um, kind of doing your best to one on one uh, talks with people at comic cons um, kind of works best, I think. Um, and of course, social media. I mean, in my humble opinion, which is not like I've um, that successful at like Kickstarters, but is. Um, having at least about 5,000 people across your social media um, following you, whether, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you're on. Those are the three that I'm on. I try to have at least 5,000 people and just tag and tag them until they block you and <laughs> tell you to go to hell. So um, <laughs> hopefully they're, they understand. Um, and if they don't, they can always unfriend me. Um, but yeah, I, I try to reach out. Um, and just Facebook's algorithm, I'm sure Krista will um, agree, is really tough on us because it's not my stuff doesn't get out to very many people. Um, you can tell by your likes and stuff. So it, it's tough. And you're kind of trying to always beat the algorithm. Um, so that's tough. But I try to really get as many emails as I can at the Comic Cons and build an email list. That, that seems to work the best for me. So... Um, but it's tough, and it, that's why um, the people that are successful at Kickstarter have been doing it since the, you know, inception almost of Kickstarter. The first few years, it's just it takes it takes a long time to build up that email list. So, so I'm gonna ask you, Carissa, first for this question: Was there a time when you were getting things going when you're like, "Oh man, this is like I really screwed something up, or I'm way in over my head, or this is gonna crash and burn"? Was it like any kind of panic attack or kind of like anxiety when you're trying to get it going in the very beginning? Yeah, I lost nine grand. <laughs> so that's a good panic attack. Yeah, I lost uh, five grand from what my very first artist who um, stole three grand from me. And then I tried to fix what he screwed up with another two grand. And then I just decided to scrap the whole issue and start again. And then I wasted another four grand on another artist who did an okay job, but it didn't follow the script as much as she was supposed to. And, and, and pretty much I can't really use the issue. Uh, there might be some hope to fix it later, but right now that's five, uh, five from one and four from another. So nine grand. So after that, uh, it looked a little bleak. Um, but then I found my artist and now we're up to, he just started inking issue eight. So we're all, we're all penciled in and everything. So 
Well, you survived that one. That one was a that was a hard one to get through. How about you, John? Hopefully, you have nothing quite so terrible. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I think I've lost money on every single Kickstarter. Um. But uh, yeah, not the issues she's had. But yeah, usually about the first few days of the Kickstarter, you think you're doing awesome and sailing away, and then everything just goes, and then that's when the panic starts. If you're gonna not just get funded because I'm sure, I don't know if Chris does the same thing, but um, I don't put my goal where I'm going to break even. It's the least amount I can lose. So um, usually I get funded. I always get funded, but then, yeah, usually after three days, you're st I'm starting to panic until I get another jump in pledges because it's, uh, like I said, it's, it starts out the first few days as a huge high, and then you're crying in your in your cereal because there's not the backers that you thought you were going to have so so for both of you okay, so it's not all uh butterflies and rose gardens running kickstarter campaigns then is it no it makes you the most pessimistic person in the world because you can't even celebrate a backer because they can back out at any time so they named them the right thing so um but uh, you like my husband couldn't figure out why I wasn't excited when I funded. You know, I funded in seven hours, and I was like, uh, "It's because they can all back out at once. It doesn't really mean anything." Um, but uh, yeah, I have two funding goals. My first one is enough to cover printing because I already have the book in hand, so it's just printing it for the people. Um, and then my, my goal in my head is, uh, the amount that I would like to get in so that it would cover at least the artist. Um, so the last three have done that and, um, I'm hoping that it keeps going cause I, I don't really, I don't really care about profit. I just, I really just want to get all the issues made and I have 50 already made written. So <laughs> I had a while to go. So what was john you go first with that what was the worst advice you ever got concerning running a kickstarter campaign um to get facebook ads <laughs> um buy facebook ads that they, they didn't help one iota and I, I lost money um the ads just don't work because you know they just scroll through them um like i said it's it's like I said, you're kind of selling yourself as much as you are, if not more than your product. So a Facebook ad really, for me, didn't help at all. And I've, I've lost money the, the two times I, I attempted it. So, um, and another one was probably I had at my first Kickstarter hired a group of guys to promote it. And it, I just lost money. They, they did the same thing I was doing, just post on social media. So that well, I lost a lot of money through my first one, but it's, you know, as uh, anyone will tell you that it's all trial and error and you're every Kickstarter, you're always learning a little, a little new trick of the trade. How about you, Carissa? What was the worst advice you ever got? Um, to start I, one in the first place, that's going to be all smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of had, I didn't really get advice per se that failed but i had the same thing as him i hired a promoter um and they did this thing where they had amazing five-star reviews like 256 five-star reviews and um i didn't realize it until you know he tells you you're gonna make back three times you know he doesn't quit until you get three times what you paid so he did that in 24 hours magically there was there was three times the amount 
However, I realized that they were like three big backers that took up my one of a kind tiers, higher tiers. So I, I wrote to him and I said, you know, if these three fail, I'm going to report you just FYI. Um, because what I realized was he would have people um, back it and then not pay or, or cancel it. And by then you can't go back and give change your review. Um, uh, Fiverr doesn't let you change your review or I didn't leave one because I kind of knew where it was going. But that's why he has five star reviews. So I actually wrote to Fiverr and said, um, this is where I said that he was going to do this. I flat out said that he was going to back out or they were going to back out. I not only lost the money that he gave me, but they had um, my higher tiers that nobody else could get for three weeks. So they refunded my money. Um, so that worked out enough, I guess. Uh, and then um, um, I forgot the other. Oh, yeah, ads. I've, I've spent so much money on, on Twitter, X, whatever ads, uh, Facebook ads. Um, Think TikTok ads, uh, and they got tons of views, but never, never anything happened from it. So, yeah. so there's a lot of Kickstarters going on all the time. Do you think that the fan base is going to get burnt down on them, or you're going to get oversaturated on Kickstarters? Do you guys see that happening anytime soon? John, go first. Um, yeah, Kickstarter doesn't seem to be growing organically like I think a lot of people thought it was going to. I think you've got your base people that go there and it's it's really just us the creators that are reaching out to get people to sign up for kickstarter it's it's kind of seems like it's met its saturation point honestly um and there's so many people doing kickstarters that i i'm guessing that probably at least 40 percent of people don't do another one because they have this pie in the sky that they're going to do you know all these people are just going to come flocking to them and it, it's just doesn't work like that kickstarter does help but it helps the people that are already established um that already and that's why it's important for anybody that starts a kickstarter to you know two months ahead of time start getting people to follow your campaign to get the notify me button to hit it that way it helps with the algorithm once it launches kickstarter sees oh there's all these people jumping on this kickstarter and then you're kind of shot to the top and um yeah it just doesn't it seems like it's more there's more and more people coming every day to create a kickstarter but but not that many people are joining kickstarter you know so it's just it's it just it's tough <laughs> what about you carissa how do you feel about saturation too much exposure with stuff going on with kickstarters no <laughs> not yet Oh, I mean, as far as I know, Kickstarter is, uh, I mean, it brings in a ton of money. It just, you know, I know people that make um, Rob Mortari with Nightwolf. He makes, he brings in like, I think his last one did like $23,000. I'll never see that. But, you know, so he obviously doesn't have a problem with it. So I, I guess, I, I don't think, I don't think it's that. I think that, um, I don't know. You just, you got to get your Kickstarter out there and you have to be better than some other Everybody people, else. I guess. I mean, look at a freaking uh, Lady Death Universe. They had like, what, $700,000 come in? So, I don't know. <laughs> I My my people, my, my clients had to make Kickstarter 
accounts to buy mine. Um, so I, I, you know, there's a couple of people on there, but I, I feel like Kickstarter has more on there than like Indiegogo personally. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I I'm hoping that, uh, fund my comic, uh, becomes bigger because I like their stance better. Uh, their rules are way better. Kickstarter does some major things, four major things that I would change to make it better. Um, but they'll never probably do that. But I fill it out in every single survey. So <laughs> and now you got to tell us what those four major things are. Well, all right. <laughs> One of the major things to me is they should take the funding out right away. Um, yeah. You can still refund it. Like if they want to back out, you can refund it. But you got to take the funds out right away because even when, first of all, everyone thinks you do anyway. So I have people say, Oh, I get paid next week. I'll do it next week and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it doesn't come out for like four more weeks. Um, but that is the biggest thing because when mine ends without fail, there are failed payments always. Um, the other thing is why does it not have their address on record? Why do I have to send out a survey? I have one except for, I, I didn't check this one. Um, but Every single campaign, I have one package waiting for an, an address. I don't have an address for them. Why? These people, this is not their first backing. They must have backed other ones. So I don't understand why it doesn't have the address on file. There's no reason not to. Um, yeah. The other thing would be, um, I don't think you should be able to back out of the campaign the last 24 hours. I don't think that's fair um, to do that. If you want to back out any other time. But I've had uh, a friend of mine backed out like, 37 literally 37 seconds before it ended um i can't remember what the other one was <laughs> no those are all i think they're all valid um valid arguments that I, I agree with every single one of them because it is frustrating and it doesn't hurt anybody to do it it doesn't hurt to have the address on file it doesn't hurt to take the funding out because you can't tell someone's like oh they can't do it because it's a whole other blah blah indiegogo does it so there's no reason why you can't and then, um, you know, it's just, and the last 24 hours, I think that's fair because if your payment fails after, it, you don't get funded. Like, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but if it like died on the, if it, if it ended on $1,000 and that a payment doesn't fail, supposedly I've heard then that you fail. And I do believe that. I don't know if it's true, but I do believe it because I do, once the payments go through, it says, oh, you've reached your goal. It doesn't say that when... It just ends. It says you have reached your funding. So I don't know. But I just don't think that it's right that you, you try that hard and then you have it end. So those those three major things. I know there was a fourth one and, and now I can't think of what the heck it was. But um, yeah. So John those- and Carissa, this went in a totally different direction than I thought <laughs> it was going to be. I thought this would be much more cheerleading. Instead, it's like... It's like uh, two people get off my grass, uh, grumpy old. I'm like, geez, people. Um, well, I love Kickstarter. I just don't. I think those simple things would make. I'm always stressed out because anyone could back out at any time. And then at the end of the campaign, I don't know which ones are going to fail funding wise. I mean, you got to realize my very first real campaign had a $400 one person didn't pay. And then on my second one, $300 person didn't pay one person. So it's not really fair that I lost that money. And they had one of a kind tiers. So like no one else could have gotten it. So if you had taken the funds out right away, I wouldn't have to stress about that one thing. And then the addresses, I wouldn't have to you know, worry about the stupid addresses. I shouldn't have to go 
seek out these addresses or or why do they have to fill out these surveys every single freaking time for their address it just doesn't make any sense it's like very incredibly poorly designed when it comes to such a simple thing you know That's if you if you guys are joining us through the madness network or some other place this is a special edition of the podcast i normally run a short form podcast it's available wherever you guys listen to your podcast it's about 15 20 minutes sometimes a little bit longer I cover any kind of comic books. I cover a lot of Kickstarters, over two dozen. Please look at the show notes. Follow the podcast on your social media. Follow the podcast on where you listen to your podcast. It's important for my podcast to continue to grow and not for me, but so Kickstarters and indie creators can get the exposure they so badly need. I also cover, like creative, we've covered Jim Shooter, Marie Severin. We'll cover Golden Age, Fantastic Comic Books from the Bronze Age. Because I believe there's comic books from every age that should be read within the context of the times. John and Carissa, before we wrap this up, John, you get your last word in. Despite all you guys is complaining, why should somebody do a <laughs> Kickstarter campaign? This is supposed to be how to run a successful Kickstarter <laughs> campaign. Now, this is this has now been how never, never do a Kickstarter. Ever, no, ever no. no, no, no. Kickstarter is by far the the best platform and it's, it's a great platform um if it wasn't for kickstarter myself and thousands of other comic book creators would never have their comic put in print so um it's been a amazing alternative to writing to image every month to try to get a to try to get a look-see um so yeah it's it, kickstarter is great um and yeah, it's basically you just want to build your audience first before you even think about trying to launch one. Um, would be my best advice I could give, and bug your friends and family and to spread the word. And tomorrow I'm going to be putting um, QR my newest comic book. I'm going to put a picture with a QR code. I'm going to fling those every place, libraries and any place that that will have something I can pin it up on. So um, it's a like I said, it's a terrific platform, by far the best one, because they actually do help where some other platforms, um, you know, they don't um, do any kind of suggestions or put your stuff out there to potential buyers. So, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of bitching to do, but the Kickstarter is still a terrific place I to uh, get your credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you the fourth thing. Well, the fourth thing was for the pre-launch page, I think you should be able to give more information or have the video playing. Like Indiegogo has like way more, has the video, it has way more description. It's incredibly hard to explain a story that these people would want to click on in 135 characters. <laughs> yeah. So, and it doesn't hurt them at all to have a little bit more writing, you know, to let you at least write you know, a, a paragraph or something or have your video shown or something like that. Because we're, that that's why I, I very rarely do any live shows for a pre-launch page because nobody is going to care. You know, they want to see the, the, the live launch up, you know. Um, I mean, I like doing shows just to be on the show. But when it comes to promoting, like, I, I think that the lot you should have a live show. Um, and when I do pre-recording, as you know, um, I don't like it to be shown until the day of I, that I launch. Like I had one that accidentally launched today, three weeks early. And I was like, nope, nope, you have to delete it because nobody pledges, they're not gonna remember. They, they, they're they very short attention span. You, you watch it, you wanna go and, and, and pledge, it has to be live. Um, so that's the best way to do it. I, I, I've done generally between 20 and 40 um, 
interviews per campaign. Um, and uh, it's the only way I get the word out there because nothing else seems to work. I don't agree that cons are the way to go. Um, it, it is for you and it is for a lot of others. For me, it is not. Um, when I when I do a podcast, it can get 187 views. I had some that were 300 views. So I can get my point across more per podcast than talking to like 20 people at a con. Um, so that's yeah, just me. out of curiosity, uh, how many backers do you get per podcast because um that to me for me i might get two backers at a, uh, when i do a podcast at, at most but usually i don't get a backer from a podcast so how many backers usually get off a podcast would you say i mean not a lot probably two to three but i do like 40 of them so right there's yeah. 80 people. <laughs> yeah there you go there you go uh so i i that's that's how i get backers and yeah. then you know people will watch these later on and, and i get some backing from that and uh, I mean, all of my backers are either people I know, other promoters or other creators or from podcasts. Um, so I would say, you know, one to three. Um, but when you do like 40 of them, there's, you know, that's where yeah. I, like. <laughs> I don't know. John well, you do better than me then. <laughs> well, John, John Dexter, Dime Store Detective and all, off Alpha Dogs, which is the other one he does. Carissa Grant with Worthy Chaos. We could keep going for another half an hour, but this is supposed to be a short form <laughs> podcast. You too. Thank you for joining me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I hope we'll be doing more stuff like this again because a lot of creators just have no idea how to market themselves or do uh, Kickstarters and just don't realize that it's not all rainbows and butterflies, as John and Chris have both said. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys, for joining me for the podcast and the Comic Madness tonight's live show. Appreciate you both coming on. Thank you. Thank you. It was nice, nice to meet you, Carissa. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for joining us Yay. again. Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. Wherever you uh, listen to your podcast, look at the show notes. There'll be stuff for Carissa's Worthy Chaos and John Dexter's latest project. Thanks again for joining us tonight. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you, a fantastic comic fan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time. <laughs>